Hey everyone, welcome back to Star's Opinion, the podcast from the Christian perspective. I wanted to talk about um, doubting versus questions. So I've been seeing it, seeing a lot on um, YouTube and also hearing a lot um, on the various radio stations that I've listened to. Um, a lot of people are deconstructing their Christianity and Um, I was like, what is this? I never heard this term before. So I did a little research and basically from the gist that I got is that most, not most, but some people who said that they were Christians, um, are now saying they are walking away from the faith and they are no longer Christians. And I'm like, hmm, this seems familiar. Um, The Bible says that in the last days, there will be a great falling away. So I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into um, what deconstruction is. So I was listening to, um, actually, I was listening to K-Wave. Um, and I was listening to this lady, I forget her name, but she was talking about how she had joined the church, um, and, you know, she was seeking to be, come closer to God and, um, just learn of him and his word and everything. And the pastor there, um, he only handpicked certain people out of the congregation to do this in-depth Bible study. So there's say say there's a church of 200 people and he probably handpicked 25 people out of the congregation to do this Bible study so they could be, you know, disciples of the faith. And so she says he picked her. So when he picked her, they would have this um, Bible study and she thought it was like really cool because they get to um, dive deeper into the word of God. But she said, um, after a few meetings that they had, he start the pastor. He started to pretty much um, just he to question the authority of the Bible and to question the validity of um, God's word and made them question. Well, did God really say that? You know, does he really exist? Is this really true? Well, you know, we could just take parts of the Bible or whatever and um not believe this part you know so he called it deconstruction and she said that it threw her in a win um a win world because it's like wait a minute what is this what is going on like the pastor of the church is saying that oh you know I don't really believe all of this or you know, X, Y, and Z. And, you know, in the past, there has been famous preachers who have came and said that they have um, doubts about the Bible. Um, I can't think of any of the top of my head, but I have seen the videos of them saying this and they're still preaching or whatever. And so I was like, hmm. So then I go a little bit further and you know, I'm looking at different videos on YouTube and um, just listening to different um, opinions on people and why people are deconstructing um, from Christianity and also views from Christians who say that, oh, you know, it's good to deconstruct from Christianity. And I find that very problematic. First things first, I don't think we need to deconstruct from Christianity. What I what I think my opinion is that we need to deconstruct from 
as far as, and I don't even want to use the word deconstruct. We need to move away from um, cultural cultural practices that are um, not necessarily biblical, but is um, a custom in our culture to do these things. So we confuse the the cultural customs to Christianity like well that's what you have to do and the Bible didn't say that we had to do those certain things so I think that's one of the things that we need to move away from that different cultures have different um, customs that they have in their culture and they are Christians Bible believing Christians but their culture have different customs and you know that in of itself is okay but it doesn't um invalidate the gospel of Jesus Christ right so say like um when my mom she was growing up she was born in the 50s so she grew up you know 60s 70s and her parents believed that women should not wear lipstick especially red lipstick because they thought it was, you know, of the devil, or they shouldn't wear pants because pants um, is wearing clothing pertaining to a man, right? So th- these were their ideal, cus- ideal of what the Christian faith was, and you should not do it. This was a cultural thing for them because they said that women should wear pants. Now, it's not against God. I I don't think God cares if women wear pants. You know, I don't think God cares if we wear lipstick. I think it's more so about the conditioning of the heart. And if you feel as though that you want to wear skirts and you don't want to wear pants and you don't want to wear lipstick, that is a-okay. But that does not mean that the next woman who decides to wear pants or decides to wear lipstick does not mean that she is not walking right with Christ, right? So going back to people who are saying like, you know, Christianity is fake, you know, I'm deconstruction from Christianity, I'm leaving the faith. A lot of famous, I want to say famous, but popular, influential um people who have started with the faith years ago and now they are leaving the faith because they just don't believe it anymore okay that's fine but you know um there was a lot of people in the comments were saying that oh it's okay to doubt you know god is not afraid of your questions and i think we use the word doubt and question interchangeably because these words do not mean the same thing, right? The word doubt and the word question or questioning is not the same thing. You know, doubt is a feeling of an uncertainty. It's the lack of confidence. The What is the Latin root word? I'm not going to even try to pronounce that because I do not speak um, Spanish or Italian or Latin, but I'm going to go ahead and Google it right now. And since the Latin root word for doubt is D as in dog, U, B as in boy, I, T, A, R, E. So uh, I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to try to pronounce it. Dupia. <laughs> it means to hesitate, to waver and unbelief. And then question, question means to 
um, elicit information. You know, the Latin word for question is Q-U-A-E-R-E-R-E, to ask or to seek. So these are two different words. And I like, I think a lot of people like to use these two words interchangeably as if they mean the same thing, but they do not mean the same thing. Like questions are for clarification and truth, right? I'm questioning you because I want clarification and I want to get to the truth. Um, if I doubt, I, it, it has to be rooted in unbelief, um, you know, in the Bible, God speaks about doubt and he speaks to Thomas about doubting. And th- the disciples told Thomas, like, hey, Jesus is alive. He rose from the grave. We've seen him. And these are people that he has been walking with. He, um, Thomas have seen um, Jesus perform miracles. He was one of the 12 disciples. And so you will assume that the disciples are trusted like he trusts the disciples right because he's been with them and they're telling him like hey jesus has he's alive he has risen thomas is like nah uh uh-uh I don't believe it until I see it with my eyes and put my finger in his hand where he was pierced and you know um put my hand to the side where he was bruised and you know Jesus did not appear to Thomas right away I think it was like seven days don't quote me but you could read the scripture in John 20 25 but I think it was like a, a several days then Jesus appeared to Thomas and then Jesus told Thomas you believe because you have seen blessed are those who believe who have not seen so you know Thomas doubted because he did not believe. So doubt is rooted in unbelief. It's not the same as, you know, um, questioning it, asking questions. So even when the Bible says, seek and you shall find, if I'm seeking, I'm asking questions. So I don't think that when people... I don't think people understand like they say oh it's okay to doubt because god is not afraid of your questions no the bible says that it it is impossible to please god if we do not have faith if i don't have faith that means i doubt because i have unbelief but the bible also says that seek and you should find come um come and ask like the bible god wants us to ask us questions Yes, he wants us to ask us questions. Wants us to ask him questions because he wants to clarify who he is to us. He wants to reveal his truth to us, and how he reveals his truth to through us and to us is we ask questions, and he answered those questions. He said, "Come and sit down and let us talk. Let us converse." You know, um, he's at the door of our heart, and he's knocking. Anyone who will let him in, he will come down and sit and talk with them. So if we're talking with God, that means we're asking him questions. Questions, right but if I'm doubting I just don't believe like it's like a lack of confidence and the Bible tells us to have full confidence in um in God so a- another um scripture I want to read when it comes to doubt is um James 1 6 and let's go to that um James 1 6 it says but when you ask him be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. 
For a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. So people who doubt, they could be um, swayed anyway because they do not believe like, you know, going back to the Latin root word of doubt, it says to waver. And we just read in James that a person who does not believe because doubt is unbelief, they are unsettled and um, they are unsettled as a wave of the sea. The sea. So if you're wavering because you're doubting because you do not believe, that is not the same thing as like, oh, I have questions. I have questions about, you know, Christianity. Having questions about Christianity is very different from having doubt about Christianity. So, and a lot of people are saying like, well, you know, um, you know, we need a sign. We need a sign. It'll show us proof of, show us proof of that God exists or that Christianity exists. And Jesus um, mentions that as well in the Bible. If we go to, excuse me, if we go to Matthew chapter 16, verses four, let's read that because of these people who wants, um, who wants a sign or wants proof that, um, Christianity is real. It says only an evil adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I would give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. So if you know the book, the story of Jonah, you know, Jonah went in the uh, well's mouth for three days and three nights. And then he came out the well's mouth. So it's a parallel to Jesus. He died. He went into the grave for three days, three nights. And then he, you know, he rose on the third day or early morning. He rose on, on the third day. So that's a parallel to that. And Jesus said, this is the only sign that you are going to get. So you either believe or you don't believe you know, God would prove himself in his creation that he has given us and he will always leave himself a witness. But ultimately, it's up to us to either accept it and believe it or not. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand the difference between, you know, doubting versus questioning. They don't they don't understand that these are two different words. They do not mean the same thing. And I, I believe that a lot of people who have left the faith um, recently, you know, like, have did you ever truly believe or did you always have that doubt? And then also, too, I believe that some people like Thomas, he was a part of the 12 disciples, right? He walked with Jesus. He saw Jesus um, perform many um, miracles and he sat at the, the foot of Jesus. He ate, you know, the last supper with Jesus, but he still did not believe. So there are people who claim to be Christians and on the outer appearance that you know, yeah, you are a disciple, you know, you go to church, you sing in the choir, you do this, but their hearts are not right with God. They doubt, they do not believe in the very things that they are saying. They do not believe in the very words that they sing. You know, it is all about um, the conditioning of the heart. And Thomas did not believe, even though these people that he was around, that he trusted, 
that he broke bread with essentially he still did not believe them so in today's worldview in today's society we have people that we fellowship with at the church or whether they're not at church you know that we know who profess to be christians but their hearts do not honestly believe in the word of god they're just like going through the motions of being a Christian. And then when their faith is tested, they leave away. And I hate to say it, but the Bible is true when it says, you know, they were not really with us, you know, even though they were among us, they were not really with us, right? So I just cannot believe, I I, I doubt, I cannot believe that people who profess to be Christians, then all of a sudden they leave the faith and say that Christianity is fake. Well, fake. Well, you never believed in the first place because a true Bible believing Christian, even if we sin and we fall away and we go our own way, we know that God is real. Jesus is real. Even though if we're not living in his perfect will at the moment and we had as the you know the black church would say but backslid we know that oh no i know god is real even though we're living in sin but for someone who who professed to be a christian and then now all of a sudden they say oh i'm no longer a christian i don't believe it it's fake is because you never believed in the first place and then who is the great deceiver the bible says that the great deceiver is Satan, right? So we can even go back to the beginning. In the beginning, when Satan tempted um, or deceived Eve, did God really say that you shouldn't eat of this tree? You know, he planted seeds of doubt. So you have to be very careful about who you allow in your space to question your belief with God because ultimately Satan is after your commitment right he's just after your commitment if he he told God if I can get I I can get um Job to curse you if I could just get Job to curse you you know I guarantee you know I I would show that he does not really believe in who you are Job never cursed God even after everything that he went through so the devil is the devil is certainly after our commitment. If he could just plant a sea of discord and a sea of disbelief and doubt in our hearts, then he's won because ultimately, you know, if you keep being around people who are planting seeds of doubt, and especially if you already have doubt and they plant seeds of doubt then it's kind of like well you're gonna grow that seed because now you're gonna start doubting everything that you read you're not gonna you're gonna read it but you're not gonna believe it it's different from reading the scriptures and asking questions because you're asking to seek the truth but if you're reading it and like i don't believe that happened then you don't believe in god at all you just don't believe. And I, I will rather people be honest about 
that they just never truly believed in the first place than to say, oh, I study, I went around the world, and it's just, it just isn't real to me. Because a lot of people who, especially new converts, a lot of people who are new converts and they come to Christ, they put their trust in the person who potentially influenced them to come to Christ or um, around the community because, you know, they are um, lacking a, a family-based community. So if someone that they look up to that helped them with their walk in Christ falls away, then it's kind of like, oh, my whole world is shattered and I don't believe, I don't think I believe in this anymore because this person that I look up to in the Christian faith no longer no longer believes um, in the Christian faith. So what do I do now? And I, what I'm here to tell you is that you cannot base your faith off other people and what they're doing. Like when you stand before God, you are not going to have anyone next to you. I heard um, an elder say at my church that God does not have grandchildren. He only has children. So you cannot say, oh, my mom, my sister, my brother, my dad, my uncle. No, you can't say that. You can only, he only has children. So you either, you either are a child of God because you believe in God and the, resurre- the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He came, he died, he rose on the third day, or you don't believe it. It's, it's, that, it's just that simple. Christianity is all about, I am going to exchange my will for God's will. I believe in God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit, that he came and he died and he rose again on the third day. And I am going to exchange my will for his will. And I'm going to pick up my cross daily and follow him. That is just the gist of, or the gist of Christianity. That's it. It's either you believe it or you don't believe it. And, and in this journey, I should say, the more that we spend time with him. And when I say spend time with him. I mean, as far as reading our Bible, we spend time in prayer. We spend time um, singing praises to God. The more time that we spend with God, the closer we become. Cl- the closer we become to God, the closer we are. Um, we become to God, and we are starting to be more like Him. The Bible says that David was after God's own heart because David sang praises to God. David worshiped God. David um, commune with God on a daily basis. So those people who say that they are deconstructing or deconstructing their Christianity or they have left the Christian faith, I would be interested to see their daily routine. Are you praying daily? Are you um, reading your word daily, like what is your daily routine, and how did you get to the conclusion that you are right now that Christianity is fake? Like, I would just like to see that, like, what type of music you listen to, who are you listening to, and then you know we have to be careful that we, like, we live in a day and day and age, right? Like, you're listening to this podcast. We live in a day and age that everyone has a voice. So there's so many voices out there. 
right? So you have to be so careful of who you listen to because the Bible says that there are seducing spirits. So you have to be very careful about your eye gates, your ear gates. The Bible tells us this, that we have to be careful because we can be deceived. The great deceiver is out here for your very soul. And if he can plant seeds of doubt in your heart where you do not believe, then you lost. You not only lost your soul, but you lost the the essence of what God did through Jesus Christ when he came down here to save us from our sins and then i seen one reel and i'm gonna get off of it i seen one reel and this lady was like oh you know an abusive relationship is when uh, the person tells you that without them you're gonna perish you're gonna die and you need them to save you Oh, whatever. So it's kind of like, you know, Christianity, like God, right? And then it was another clip. She said, oh, no, I I need God. I need a savior. Then it goes back to her. So let's start this over again. Like, no, people are not naturally good. <laughs> That's just what that is. People are not naturally good, which is why we have so much crime in the world, which is why we see... Um, people doing evil things in the world, right? We we have constantly we have shootings. Constantly we have people killing one another because they are without God. Evil rules them. So yes, we are in need of a savior. We are in need of peace. If we were able to do that, we wouldn't have people murdering people on a daily basis like use your brains people right god has given you common sense use it but don't use it to the point where you think you are so smart and wise that you don't need him so that's all i have to say about this is doubting versus questioning it is not okay to doubt god it's not okay it's okay to question God. Seek and you shall find and the answers will be given unto you. It's okay to ask questions if you don't know something. He said to come to me and ask. And I will, you know, give you, I would give you all these answers if you just come and talk with me and ask. But to doubt means I do not believe it at all. And I think most of the times, most of the times that when we are say if there is someone like you know i i doubt that you know i don't i don't believe that right i i doubt i don't believe that depending on the condition of your heart god knows our heart so he will contend with you to make you a believer but if you just i just don't believe i no i doubt that i i don't believe or you know that's a dangerous side to be on um when it comes to your faith and hopefully, you know, your heart is softened enough where God can prove himself to you, right? Because he doesn't want anyone to perish. So hopefully your heart is soft enough that he can prove himself to you. But ultimately, you have to make the decision and the choice to believe God above all else. And 
one more scripture that just came to mind um, when the lady, the lady came to God and she said, no, 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 not the lady. I'm sorry. It was a man who came to God. His child was sick and he said, Jesus told him to go. Your, your child is healed. And then um, the man went and he was like, um, oh, I can't, it's leaving me right now. And, oh, I got to get it for you guys. Hold on, hold on. So I got it. So it was Mark. He says, the, um, Jesus asked the question, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. Mark 9, 23. The man's response is immediate. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. So I think if we tell God, like, help my unbelief, I don't believe, I believe, I don't believe, but help my unbelief. He is willing to help you in your unbelief. So that's all I have to say. Thank you all for listening. If you are here from YouTube, I will leave the link below and you can subscribe to my YouTube channel where I give biblical principles and it's called Stars Conversations. And I thank you all for watching and listening. If you are listening here, thank you all. I'll see you guys later. Goodbye.